Welcome back, welcome back, Realism Live Sports Talk. Live. Episode 120. Sorry, we had to we had to do it a little earlier. As you can see, I'm getting ready for my daughter's cheerleading. Um, she's cheerleading the football game in town. So, you know, I got to support her. I can't cut that out. You know what I mean? So I appreciate the people that are tuning in and the people that are check out the um, replays. Um, you know what I'm saying? Thank y'all for watching on YouTube. Thank you for watching or listening to on podcast. My man Tommy, co-host on Raw. He's doing the Facebook page. Great stuff. We got the custom merch. Anything you need. Taking on all comers and want to collab with way more that are that, that can do it. I got love for the Mamba and love for my Mamba. Because Realism Sports Talk, where we talk about sports from Hall of Famers to the local talent, like last episode, to the big time storylines. And the big time storylines this whole offseason. Well, I got I narrowed it down to four people. Four people. And the third one just the last one just popped in. All offseason after football. What was Aaron Rodgers gonna do? What's A Rod gonna do? He's gonna stay, is he gonna retire? Is he gonna stay there? Is he gonna get money? He's mad at the organization. What's gonna happen? Then Tom Brady. They fell a little short. Is he gonna come back? Is he gonna retire? Then he did retire. Is he going to retire? What's going to happen? And then we had Jimmy G. Who's going to get Jimmy G? Because quarterbacks, you know, quarterbacks are a prized possession for a starting quarterback, especially one that went to a Super Bowl already and almost went to another one. And then more recently, KD, arguably arguably the best player in the game right now, arguably, at least top two, three, demands a trade. Demands a trade. We've seen these superstar athletes, especially nowadays, get what they want. You know what I mean? People out here taking down their social media and all this. I need more money or I'm going to sit out and all this stuff going on. So those are those are my big time storylines that we're going to talk about. And I'm going to give you the answers to for the quarterbacks. Who should retire after this year? Who should keep playing? And then for Jimmy G and KD, trade to no trade. Which situation is going to wind up being the best? You know, they both got some pluses, both got some minuses. All right, so we're going to start off. With Jimmy G, since that's the break, more breaking news than anything else. So we look at Jimmy G and the 49ers last year. Don't they always seem like they're coming up close? They're coming up close. A little bit of an overthrow for a Super Bowl win. Um, you know, that's always going to hang over his head. And then this last game, and you know, they were right there to win. Right there to win, to beat the Rams and go on. You know, and then you never know what could have happened then. And it wasn't, I'm not necessarily going to say it's his fault this time, because I did see that safety out there with the interception that pretty much concealed it, dropped the ball. So, I don't know. But the 49ers were that close. Um, everybody's crying after the game. Coaches and everybody talking about how great Jimmy G is as a person. In the locker room, all this stuff going on. Everybody had high praise for him. Nothing but the best. We didn't know what was going on. Then all of a sudden, he comes out and says, oh, he was injured. So he has shoulder surgery. So a quarterback saying he needs shoulder surgery, that's kind of whatever, whatever. But nobody made a big deal about it. I guess they weren't making a big deal about it because they were trying to trade him and get rid of him. Because they had already said Trey Lance is the man. Trey Lance is your team. Um, you go be the man going forward. And that's what's going to happen. Um, <clears throat> only problem is what happened with Jimmy G with that surgery is 
It was a crazy offseason with QBs going here, QBs going there, QBs carousel all over the place. Um, so he was kind of left out in the cold. People still had Cleveland there, even with all of the Deshaun Watson stuff, and then Seattle. But Seattle's in the division, man. So it's like, even if they had to release him, you were fearful that Seattle was going to grab him. So I don't know what they were thinking. Nobody really understood what they were thinking about. But we know that the deadline was coming up. <clears throat> and they were going to have to pay that money. And they weren't paying 20-something, was it, $24 million or something like that. They wasn't going to pay that. But they didn't want to release him either because they don't want Seattle to get him. So we, we're trying to figure things out. Um, we're like, he's going to go to Carolina, then Baker goes there. So it was a mess. And then what made it even more of a mess is he's still on the team. He's clear to practice and all these things. They make him practice separate. He outside, they inside. Vice versa. He's no part of the team. It was so bad, he didn't even get a playbook. They didn't even give him a playbook in case, because they were knowing he was going somewhere else. They didn't want him to know the plays he was going to have. <clears throat> so, this all came out of left field. And when um, they say, he's going to sign a one-year deal and take a pay cut. He's going to take a pay cut. And, um, uh, that's what happened. He took a pay cut in the state. Um, before the fi- right at the end of the deadline, before the final cutdowns. You know, so we looked at that and we we're like, shocked. Everybody's shocked. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But now I'm going to get to KD and then we'll discuss the pros and cons of each one. So we're just, then we start looking at it. We say, uh, KD. It's been a mess for KD since he's been with the Nets. First year, he was hurt already. He couldn't go after we lose Golden State. Then the whole Kyrie with the vaccine and all that. Inside card and getting traded. All this going on. All of a sudden, Kyrie don't get his max deal or whatever he wanted. KD gets mad. Demands a trade. All these speculations going all crazy about where he's going to go. What's going to happen with him. La, 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 la. And then we were like, man, nobody's wants to, nobody's going to get him because if they give up so much, he's not going to play for a team that can't win a championship. So, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen then. But then we saw him go in the front office room with the owner and demand that Sean Marks, the GM, and demand that Coach Steve Nash get fired or he goes. It's them or me. Them or me. So now we like, oh, there's no way he's coming back. There's no way what's going on. We never hear anything about the whole Kyrie thing because Kyrie was supposed to be getting traded to still there. So we didn't know what was going on. But Cal KD didn't put out the final shot saying, it's them or me. Lo and behold, now he has another meeting. And he's like, okay, we worked it out. I'm going to stay. How's that going to work out? How's that going to work out? So when we look at when we look at both sides of it, it's like for the 49ers, 49ers have an amazing backup. They might have the best backup in the game. Best backup in the game. Best insurance policy, especially having a young quarterback. They save money. They only give him what, six million? I don't know they got incentives that he can get up to 18 or something like that or whatnot. But you saving money and you got the best backup who led you to a Super Bowl and almost led you to another one. The only downsides to it is what? The locker room. How weird is it going to be? Trey Lance is looking at it like, this is my team. 
They they can put you over there. You ain't even practicing with us. This is my squad now. Now, he didn't came back up in there. Now I know football players have to be have tough skin, or anybody in the sports has to have tough skin. But for a young quarterback coming in who has already limited college experience already, and now you got this in his mind right before the season starts. Now you got this this other alpha in the room that's already accomplished things. Obviously, they think with the way he can run and things like that, that he's going to be better than Jimmy Garoppolo and he gives him the best chance to win. But still, you ain't done it yet, son. So I think that's a huge... <laughs> uh, uh, that's, a, that's a bad spot on him for, that, for the organization. The locker room climate, you know there's going to be veterans out there. Don't let, don't let Trey struggle a little bit. Because them veterans in the locker room could be like, hey, yo, we saw what Jimmy G can do. Go ahead and let him up in there. You know what I mean? We don't know the whole Debo situation, why he was holding out. Whether some people said it was about Trey Lance, some people said it wasn't. But now you got you got Jimmy back in the locker room. Don't let them start losing. Debo might say something. Somebody else might say something. So at the end of the day, I think I think that it'll be in their best interest if something happens during the season to trade him. Because you basically you bought yourself. More time to trade Jimmy G into the trade deadline. Or lo and behold, if something ever happens to Trey. So I think it's great for the organization. Bad for Trey. But I think it's way better for the Nets. I look at it this way. I'm like, ultimately, what will end anybody being mad at each other? Winning. Winning cures it all. Winning cures it all. Feelings get hurt, so what? People talk trash all day long against each other in every sport. And basketball, you can you can see it all day long. And I don't know if y'all have seen, Patrick Beverly is a part of my Lakers now. Him and Westbrook do not have a great history at all. Now, they done made up. You know what I'm saying? Matt Barnes and Kobe. You know what I'm saying? He tried to throw a ball in Kobe's face. They cool. Shaq and Kobe had their thing. All I'm saying is, people have not gotten along, but they've done enough to win together. So I'm putting it that way because... We looking at Steve Nash like, what do you got to lose? You you gonna be a better coach having Kyrie and KD than without. Same thing with the GM. You put that team together. You might want to make that work out because this is gonna be what year four now. So I think at the end of the day, the Nets will have a better shot. But then you start looking at it. A lot of stars don't like each other anyway because everybody's alphas. And then you start looking at their roster. Ben Simmons supposed to be coming back nice. And. Kyrie still ain't traded, so he's still there. You still got the Curry boy. You got players over there, and you got opportunities to win. To win because that, because why? The East is loaded with teams, but last year they were the betting favorite in Vegas to win. It's still the same team. Still the same team. So put egos aside. Put egos aside and go out there and win because that's going to cure it all. So in my opinion, I think the Nets are in a better situation with KD. Than Jimmy G and the 49ers. Because, but at the end of the day, Jimmy G could get traded and go somewhere else to start. And it could be good for both. I just worry because the 49ers are built to win right now. And if any kind of slack goes on Trey, you spend a lot of draft capital to get him. And if you have to to go back to Jimmy G, how big is that going to be a detriment on Trey? You know what I'm saying? He's supposed to be your future. You spend a lot on that future. Like in Washington, when we spent so much money for RG3, 
Yeah, he got hurt, but let's just say you had Kirk Cousins there, and he wound up taking over. I mean, it's just a lot of things. Draft capital, when when you have a high draft pick that doesn't work out, GMs get fired. And now Trey Sermon just got released. San Francisco, y'all better hit on this, because if you don't hit on this again, that GM, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So that's my first part of the big-time storylines of the offseason. Jimmy G, KD, I'm going with KD and the Nets having a better situation. And when I get back, we're going to talk about two of the most legendary quarterbacks. They both had a chance to stay and play, and then they both had a chance to retire and enjoy all kinds of things. And enjoy all kinds of things. I'm going to tell you which one should keep playing, and I'm going to tell you which one should retire in just one second. Big time storylines. And we back, and we back. And my boy Jared, my neighbor down here, he is helping me out. He's gonna help me improve this channel. I'm so grateful for you, bro. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna do something nice for you and your family. I really appreciate all the help you're doing for me. Um, I can't wait to, I can't wait for everybody else to see what, what's gonna happen. But back to it, back to it. A.A. Ron, that bad man, probably the most egotistical person I've seen in my lifetime. <laughs> that ain't accomplished all the things that he should have. Anyway, so. We know about him. We know about Aaron Rodgers. He left everything hum-hum. We don't know what was going to happen. I'm vacationing. He posting pictures jumping off cliffs and water. He doing this. He doing that. Enjoying life. Hey, enjoy your life. You only live one time. Enjoy your life. You got all the money in the world. You're Aaron Rodgers. You can do whatever you want to do. Enjoy your life. But you have a, you have a responsibility to that football team. Sure. You're not the owner. You're not nothing. But those people in that locker room look up to you. People in that locker room are your allies to win the ultimate goal. And you don't even talk to nobody. You don't say anything. Then you come out dogging the organization about the things that they've done, which might be justified because I think that they have not lived up to the billing of helping you out. You are definitely one of those players that I think that they could have done more for. And I think you have elevated some players, not to the point that Brady has, but you've elevated some wide receivers that might not have been as successful without you. But. The prima donna stuff had to stop, man. And because at the end of the day, you you waited until the deadline to, to sign this contract. And you getting 50 million. You getting 50 million. You know, you publicize the frustrations with the wide receivers now. You never came into camp early to talk to them, to work out with them, to get a relationship with them. You have nothing. I mean, how do you expect them to live up to the hype of being anything that you need them to be when you're not trying to elevate their talent? You know what I'm saying? How are you the leader and everything when you when you won't even be around until the last minute? So I don't know, man. I'm looking at him like, you know, maybe he's talking about these wide receivers as an excuse already. Already. You make an excuse. Oh, these people can't do anything. So when I fail yet again and maybe get the number one seed yet again and still fail yet again in a weak NFC. That's your excuse. Oh, the wide receiver. They got rid of my best wide receiver. I mean, huh? So I don't know. Obviously, him and Brady are going to play this year. But I'm talking about going forward after this year. And I don't even know what's going to happen in the year. I'm just saying off the bat. Okay? And then we look at Brady. He's going to take forever to retire. But did he even want to retire? It seemed like social media was putting stuff out there first. Like, 
And I'm not saying that he didn't whisper to somebody, but somebody ran with something saying that he was going to retire. Uh, we never heard from him for a while. We never heard from him at all. Da, da, da. But the prima donna himself, they got to outdo each other. These two got to outdo each other. You go wait till Super Bowl weekend to talk about, I'm coming back. <laughs> or to announce, no, to announce <laughs> that you're going to retire. Super Bowl weekend. Really, dude? Really? And then you go hint that there's a possibility to return. So obviously all the things that we know about Tom Brady, Tom Brady has power like LeBron has power in basketball. But LeBron shows it to you in your face. Tom Brady is a sneaky mug, yo. We already heard about him and Gronk about to join the Raiders. Nobody had a clue. We already heard about the stuff in Miami about him going there to be the quarterback with Sean Payton as the coach. This guy, this guy can manipulate some situations for his best interest. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, this dude's coming back. And that's why I kept saying he's going to come back. But not only did he come back, he had to do some behind-the-scenes stuff. Bruce Arians, who won a Super Bowl, who was one of the best offensive minds, one of the offensive coordinator for the Steelers in good old glory times that they had. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, Super Bowl uh, coach, uh, we got a new position for you. A new position for you. And then we're going to promote the defensive coordinator. We're going to promote Todd Bowles, defensive coordinator, who is a black coach. So they're knocking out more than one bird with the stone. We got we hired a black coach, a defensive one. So Tom Brady can take over the whole offense by himself. Because Tom Brady's taking off time. Taking off time to go promote something to to do other roles, to do other things, to be the uh, mass singer or whatever he wants to do. Um, you're going to leave for all this time when you know the offensive line's getting beat up. You got new receivers. Chris Godwin's hurting. He's laboring or whatever. Gronk ain't there. You got a new tight end, Kyle Rudolph. Then you got Julio Jones. Then you got Russell Gage. You ain't spending no time with none of these people, yo. None of these people. So I'm looking at it like... And he gonna make. I'm 45 years old. I got a lot of shit on the table. Is what he said. A lot of shit on the table. Yeah, we know you got a lot of stuff on the table, dude. But you already went on vacations with your wife, so it's not like like you had to go on this personal vacation with your wife. Maybe that was part of the agreement. You can come back, but you taking me such and such a place at such and such a time. Now, if that's the case, I guess he had to listen to his wife because she's letting him play again. But something just don't seem right about it to me. I don't know. Um, I just I just don't get it. But I'll tell you right now, I would not be shocked if Gronk came back or Julian Edelman wind up signing with them. That's some Tom Brady ish, just like Antonio Brown popping up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just feel like Tom Brady's always one step ahead of everybody else, one step ahead of everybody else, and who knows what's gonna happen. So, in my conclusion for the whole thing about it. I think as far as next year goes, no matter what happens this year, I don't care who wins, loses, whatever. I think Rodgers has to play next year because I do not see him getting to the mountaintop. He signed that three-year extension. I feel like you're not giving this roster a chance. There's some talented wide receivers. Be it they're young, there's some talented wide receivers there. And I think one more year underneath you, who knows what's going to happen because I don't see the NFC getting that much stronger. I see Dallas taking another step back. I see the Rams are getting older. You know what I mean? The 49ers, who knows what's going to happen with Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo with that. 
you know, the Eagles, we don't even know if their quarterback's going to be there. So I'm looking at the top teams, and I'm thinking I can make a question mark for all of them for next year. So I'm saying Aaron Rodgers needs to get himself together, start hyping up these, hyping up and coaching these wide receivers. Get them on the same page as you. Because next year might be the year for you. As far as the GOAT goes, I think you might have a rough year. I know they're saying the line is going to be better than what we thought originally, but I just think that they're going to take a little bit of a backseat. I picked the I picked the Saints to shock them and win the division. I think their defense is going to be the number one defense in football. I think Jameis is going to be there, Chris Olave. Um, you know, Kamar, I don't look like he's going to get suspended none. You know, Michael Thomas is back. I just feel like, I just feel like Tom Brady – with all the distractions going on, you know, it's more than just off his line. I think it's distractions. Yeah, he's 45. Now you're now you're more accessible because we know you're at the downside of your career. We know that any day now you can be done. So now everybody's trying to get a piece of you. We already saw the mega Fox deal when you get done hanging it up. We already know you got money there. We talked about the mass Singer. We probably got this thing and this thing. And Keith was talking about him making his own fantasy Fantasy app or whatever, and Tommy co-signed for it. Who knows? All I'm saying is Tom Brady can do all kinds of different things. That's why I say he should retire after this year because he's got money grabs everywhere. Money grab, money grab, money grab. Everybody's going to want a piece of Tom Brady. Anything he signs, anything he talks about, wherever he goes now, people are going to jump all over him. So why, why go through him? We have nothing else to prove. Nothing else to prove. Now... Instead of you retiring after you won for the Tampa Bay Bucks, saying, I left the Patriots, I came down here, I showed y'all won and retired, which he should have done. And even last year, he was that close because he laid, he got a game time drive down there. He was that close. I think I would have ended it right there because this year, we don't know what's going to happen. In. It will never diminish your legacy, but the Hollywood movie might change a little bit. So who knows? So there's my conclusions for the four biggest storylines of the offseason. Aaron Rodgers, come back next year and go for it because you'll have an opportunity. If you embrace your team, Tom Brady, go ahead and retire. Go out on top because I don't think you still will make the playoffs. Go out on top. Be that analyst out there that everybody wants to hear. You know, make that money, money, money. Jimmy G, do what you need to do. It's best for Jimmy G. This was the best situation for him and the 49ers. I don't know how well it's going to work out because I think the 49ers are one of those teams that people were sleeping on. Maybe not sleeping on, but dark horse to get to that Super Bowl. I don't know if that derails it at all or not. But KD with the Nets, that's what you went there for. Going anywhere else is going to mess up everything. If you can go, if you can stay with the Nets and win with Kyrie through all this adversity, that's going to genuinely help your legacy. And at this point in your career, whether you want to tweet cryptically about it or not, you need anything you can get to grasp a hold of. Not because Terrell Jenkins says so, but I'm just saying overall the aspect of looking at you. That would definitely help you to say, man, maybe he is tougher than I thought. He sucked it up and went on to win. So, KD, good job going back to the Nets. That was the smartest thing for you. You're still a punk and you'll never be an alpha. So before we go, before we go, thank you again, everybody checking it out on YouTube page, podcast. Thank you for all the new subscribers. Appreciate it. We're going to be rowdy on Friday night. The Raw Show. But Terrell's final thought. So, word is words coming out that John Gruden wants another shot at coaching. And the initial thing is, what? This guy. Da, 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 da. And then I started thinking about it. I started thinking about it. I said, 
John Gruden was on everything. He was on ESPN doing this, interviewing rookies. He had all these different segments, all these different things. He was high praise from so many players. Players loved him. Players talked greatly about him. Okay? So we started looking at other coaches that have had turmoil issues or whatever. Urban Meyer hiring people with checkered pass, Rick Patino and all his sex parties for recruits, and these are kids. You know, that's just a couple. And we're not even going to talk about the owners that are still there doing all these crazy things. These are the owners of these franchises. So I don't want to hear anything about somebody saying, oh, a coach, uh, in his private emails, his private emails that was not out. Sure, he said some devastating things, some nasty things, some racial things, some gay-sensitive things. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. But I started looking at other people, and I started looking at regular people in their life. How many times do you send a text to somebody? How many times do you email somebody or say something out in general that is along these lines that he said? It's okay because nobody heard you say it, right? But suppose we all could hear everything that people say sometimes. I bet you we wouldn't look at everybody the same. And I bet you everybody wouldn't agree that they should have certain positions in life. I mean, look at our president. Look at our president. He's got a cult-like following. Cult-like. But if we actually look at his past and look at all the different things that he might have or might not have been involved in, people look past that to vote for him for, for the betterment of the country, in their opinion. So what I'm saying is, yeah, what he said was horrible and the things he, he thought and whatever else in his private emails. Private. Private emails. Okay, private emails that was not supposed to get out. These other people I'm talking about did stuff in public in front of everybody. <laughs> did all these things and got caught up with the thing. Not justifying him at all. All I'm saying is, if somebody wants to give him an opportunity, who are we to say, no, he should not have an opportunity? When we can always open up our closet door and look and say, I'm glad nobody knows about this. I'm glad nobody knows about that. I'm glad nobody knows about that. That's just Terrell's thought. All I'm saying is we're not God and we're not, we're not judge, jury, and dictator or nothing. So if somebody wants to give him an opportunity, who are we to say no? He's got to convince the people that he's going to be coaching that he's a different guy. He ain't got to convince us. We just fans. Thank y'all again, man. Brothers on Sports Talk, episode 120. Appreciate all the love. All the Twitter, all the Twitter pods that we follow and everybody else. Really appreciate you guys. Tune in Friday and be ready for the big time storylines. Friday night with the fellas. All right, y'all. Thank you so much.